Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. What's up, everybody? Welcome inside Studio 34. I am Frank Stanfield. This is the Fantasy BFS Live on Zumo Channel 719. This is the Sports Grid TV Network. No Greg Sussman for now. We hope. Joins the program at some point today, but for now, we're going to go through week four. Everything that happened yesterday, we'll try our best to get to the winners, losers, and eh situations. There was a lot going on yesterday. A lot of losers tweeted out before the show here. Some big-name wide receivers just laying some huge duds. DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham. What is going on with these guys right now? We'll try and figure it all out. But, you know, we'll just jump in for now. Start off with these early games from a fantasy football perspective uh, yesterday. The New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Now you, If you're watching the morning after this uh, this morning with Gabe Morenci, Joe Ranieri, I heard Gabe talking about this a little bit, and it's pretty crazy. I, I didn't really, you know, I didn't see it myself until Gabe brought it up, but this whole uh, Sean McDermott, like, shooing Bill Belichick's son off the field before the game, it's like Spygate 2.0. It's just, the New England Patriots, they cease to amaze me. Uh, this is not from a fantasy perspective now, but overall, just the New England Patriots. They could do no wrong, right? It's that that hit on Josh Allen, they... they you know, he gets taken out of the game because he gets, you know, this huge hit, helmet-to-helmet contact. Uh, had three interceptions even before that anyway. But imagine that was Tom Brady, too. Like, the, the entire Buffalo Bills team would have been banned. They, they probably would have canceled the Buffalo Bills season overall. But, you know, as I mentioned, we get into it from a fantasy football perspective. Uh, in this game, the New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills, not a lot of scoring here. The Buffalo Bills defense is absolutely legit. So if you had any question marks about how good they really can be. That secondary, you know, limits Josh Gordon to three for 46. Julian Edelman, four for 30. He's not 100%. I think that's obvious. Philip Dorsett, two for 10. And I saw the stat on Tom Brady entering this week four matchup against the Buffalo Bills. The last two times that he's been in Buffalo, he hasn't performed well. Well, you know what? Let's make that three times in a row now because yesterday, Tom Brady looked human. 18 for 39, 150 yards, 3.8 yards per attempt, an interception in this game as well. Sony Michelle does get the bulk of the work here. 17 carries for 63 rushing yards, 3.7 yards per carry. Uh, But ultimately, I think a big winner here, J. 
James White. James White leads the New England Patriots across the board, basically every receiving category. 10 targets, 8 receptions, 57 yards. Again, they couldn't do anything on the outside with these wide receivers. They couldn't do anything with Julian Edelman because he wasn't 100% either. But ultimately, you know, if this is what the Patriots are going to look like when they get into more competitive matchups, then we should expect James White to be pretty good in those games. You know, let's look. Next week, they face Washington. They're already huge favorites in that matchup. That game is in Washington. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be yet, whether it's Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, or Colt McCoy. We'll get into that a little bit later on as well. But that looks like it's going to set up more so for a Sony Michelle game. But, you know, later on in the season, it doesn't seem like there's been any competitive games for the Patriots outside of this one. But once those start to roll in, I think that this is a good indication of things to come. It's 10 targets for James White, 7 targets each for Gordon and Edelman, 9 targets for Philip Dorsett as well. The one thing that I will say is that of the 34 targets that were in this game, it was basically concentrated among four players total in James White, Gordon Edelman, and Philip Dorsett. So uh, that's a good indication of things to come when these games are a little bit closer for the New England Patriots. Hopefully, Tom Brady could just perform better from a fantasy perspective because he was just god-awful yesterday. Shout-out to the Buffalo Bills defense. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm sure Gabe was excited watching this defense perform well, but ultimately, uh, they just weren't able to do enough. Josh Allen, a lot of those interceptions are just like throws. He's, He's basically punting the ball to the New England Patriots himself. He's just throwing these bombs down the field into triple coverage. Uh, And that's basically been the knock on Josh Allen. I didn't like him going into week four because of that very reason. This Patriots secondary, you know, we talk about the Bills secondary. This Patriots secondary is 100% legit as well with Stephon Gilmore, both McCourty's in the mix as well. Uh, But Josh Allen looked human here. Frank Gore, we continue to talk about Frank Gore. Everywhere he goes, last year we were mad at him for taking touches away from Kenyon Drake. But the guy's still getting it done. 17 carries for 109 yards, 6.4 yards per carry. You know, I think ultimately he was a winner from yesterday too against a tough matchup in the New England Patriots. They rode Frank Gore and he performed well. It, it remains to be it, to be seen what they're going to do once Devin Singletary is healthy because he's going to get a few touches himself obviously as well. But I think this team trusts Frank Gore right now. Ultimately, look at what he did. And Cole Beasley, 13 targets, 7 for 75. You know, It's never sexy with Cole Beasley, but he is safe. He's safe for PPR. He's safe for the bye weeks. We have two more teams on a bye heading into week five, the Detroit Lions and the Miami Dolphins as well. So pay attention to Cole Beasley. You know, while he's not going to score a ton of touchdowns, keep him on your team because he's super useful for the bye weeks as well. John Brown, we knew it was going to be a tough matchup here. Ultimately, you know, look, he didn't lay some duds like other wide receivers yesterday. Still gave you five for 69, so... Wasn't completely useless, uh, and Dawson Knox catches all three of his targets for 58 receiving yards as well. Zay Jones targeted eight times. What's the reason? He only caught two of those for four yards. He was actually open down the field, and uh, that was one of the deep passes that Josh Allen missed him as well. So we have to pay attention to the injury report this week when it comes to Josh Allen. If he's not good to go, then Matt Barkley is going to be the quarterback there, and obviously... The entire passing attack would be losers if Matt Barkley is the quarterback. Unless, of course, they're facing the New York Jets because we saw what Matt Barkley did against the Jets last year as well. But when we come back, we'll get into all the other games as well. Winners, losers, and 
these eh situations to figure out from week four. It's the Fantasy BFS. I am Frank Stanfield right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Rain dance! Make it rain. My girlfriend happens to be from Buffalo. She made a few phone calls to season ticket holders who swear a number of them were actually tossed towards the field, but they made no mention. One girl even your- talked to taped it to the side of her leg. If you have any, if you have any questions, like, no, no, no. This is 2019, baby. This is fluid these days. I'm I don't allowed know. to do it. Kudos to her, lunatic. 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. We are back here with you. It's the BFFs. He's Frank. I'm Greg. Hey, Frank. What's going on, Greggy? How'd you sleep, man? You made it to the show. I made it. I slept all right. How'd you sleep? I slept well until... So my... Until you got here. (laughs) No, long before I got here. <laughs> the Sunday morning alarm uh, went off on Monday morning. So it was 6 a.m. alarm. Okay, and you don't normally wake up that early? I would usually wake up an hour later. Okay. So that was like annoying. Sorry. Then, you know, I was up, is what it was. How was your fantasy week? I picked up a win, which is rare. Look at 
this guy. Felt great. Getting win. Yeah, it sucks though. It's because of Austin <laughs> Eckler, and I don't have that anymore. Uh, that is true. I'm sorry. But, I mean, look, you should have, you know, at least a 15-touch Austin Eckler for another week, maybe. 15 touches, you think? I think him and Melvin Gordon are pretty even split. Eckler's going to be the third down back for sure. I don't know, man. He's performed so well. I know. He was awesome yesterday. Did they take him out of the role? I was, you know what? You know who was the loser yesterday? Actually, let's do it all together. We were talking about winners and losers. Yep. And that. In order to do that, we need to hear this. Winners, losers. The BFFs presents Winners. I won. I won. You're a winner. Losers. You suck. You are one pathetic loser. And... Eh? Oh, man. I have no idea what's going on. Winners, losers, eh? Those are the questions we have to ask ourselves today here on the BFFs. Frank, let's begin. Big loser. This guy. Most of my calls from last week. Not great, Bob. Let's start with the Miami Dolphins. Who they I dra- did not beat the Chargers, I Greg. I the drums <laughs> saying you got to bet on the Dolphins. Admittedly, they scored the touchdown to take the lead. I'm thinking to myself, maybe Greg was right. Here we go. I'm sitting on a boat on my way to my dad's for uh, Rosh Hashanah dinner. And I'm like, son of a gun. I'm going to nail this one. I'm going to be so mad. I don't know that they scored again. And then, and, and then you didn't. No. <laughs> and, then they, and then they became the Miami Dolphins. And then they once again were the Miami Dolphins. Chargers took care of business. Keenan Allen let you down yesterday. Austin Eckler did not. Frank, you believe this upcoming week, in week five, you can start Austin Eckler? Yeah, he's going to be more of a middling to low-end RB2 for me. Not the you know top five or top ten running back he has been the past couple of weeks. But... I still think it's going to be a couple of weeks before Melvin Gordon gets that normal workload that we're used to him seeing. I don't think that he's going to just take the workload that Austin Eckler has had. Austin Eckler yesterday, 18 carries and five carries, uh, eight, five catches, five catches that is. So 23 touches overall, uh, and Tremaine Pope ends up with 12 touches. Tremaine Pope even had a receiving touchdown yesterday. So I think it's probably closer to... Austin Eckler is going to get around 15 touches. I think Melvin Gordon's probably going to get 12 to 15 touches as well. Uh, they're going to slowly bring these guys along, uh, but ultimately, I think they're both going to be in the RB2 discussion heading into next week. But it's obvious that with Melvin Gordon back, Austin Eckler is going to be a loser for fantasy. You know, football. this reminds me of the Tony Pollard conversation. I said that to you last week that when Tony Pollard was so great in the preseason that, oh my God, he's going to steal touches from Ezekiel Elliott. And it never never happened, except for garbage time last week against the Dolphins. Yes, Austin Eckler is more proven, no doubt, than Tony Pollard. Yes, Austin Eckler has been amazing in real games, not just preseason games. But Melvin Gordon is the workhorse back here. He is the... Eventually he will be. I don't think it will be in week five right away. Okay. That's just, that's my takeaway. I I don't think think that they just... right away. I don't think that they rush him into that role right away yet. All right. I did think it was interesting that even with Justin Jackson down, this goes to your point that Melvin Gordon did not get in the game still. It was literally the Austin Eckler show and only the Austin Eckler show. Yeah, we saw Melvin Gordon wearing a hat on the sideline. They honestly just didn't need him for that matchup. Next yeah. week, in week five, they're going up against the Denver Broncos. We just, we just saw Leonard Fournette run for over 200 yards against them. So it's a pretty good matchup for both of these guys, both of these Chargers backs. Hopefully Austin Eckler uh, can perform well here. We picked up Nacho Inman everywhere. That didn't work because he got hurt. But he didn't completely let he you down. Five you. for seventy-five. I mean, take it. Better than Austin. Uh, better yeah. than Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen ends the game with five for forty-eight. You know, I didn't see a ton of this game, but I heard that there was a long touchdown for Keenan Allen that was called back due to pass interference. 
uh, or offensive pass interference, whatever it might have been. But uh, ultimately, yeah, he let you down, and it was that was the theme of yesterday. It was a ton. There were a ton of high end wide receivers who let us down. It was Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham, Adam Thielen, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. These guys are have you know they haven't necessarily been themselves yet, and yesterday they weren't great either. Uh, Keenan Allen, the one of the bunch where okay, we can. It's a little bit more acceptable based on what he's given us so far this year, uh, but some of those other guys we, we do have to talk about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we're going to continue the uh, Greg's a loser theme, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Fantastic. Wayne Goldman. I, I watched this game, <laughs> and I'm like, this dude stinks running into the line, running into the line. And Frank's like, Greg, Greg, you got a touchdown. Like, yeah, that was all Danny Dimes. Then he got another touchdown. I was like, oh, oh no. And then, of course, we were playing Wayne Goldman. Not great, Bob. Yeah, Wayne Gallman basically, uh, he did it all over you, Greg. He did. He, all, all he over did. You. And, uh, you know, yesterday he had 24 total touches, over 100 total yards, two touchdowns. And, you know, I heard Jim Day talking about this on the Fantasy Football Frenzy that now is the time to sell Wayne Gallman. I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, uh, for the people who might not be paying as close attention as others. EY talks about those donators, we like to call them here on the show as well. Saquon Barkley is saying that he's already trying to beat this timetable and that, you know, things are looking up for him. And, you know, he, he if he tries to come back too quick, he will be at risk of re-injury. But Saquon Barkley is also a freak athlete, not like other humans we've seen before in the NFL. Um, and, you know, if he's back in four weeks as opposed to eight, then ultimately that does not mean good things for Wayne Gallman. And, and it's it gets tougher for Wayne Gallman the next upcoming matchups. I know he faces the Vikings next week. Um, I forgot who they face after that, but uh, ultimately it's not going to be as easy going as the Washington Redskins. So if you can flip Wayne Gallman for, I don't know, a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three, or, or couple him with another player to try and upgrade said player, then that's something that I think you should look into, Greg. Yeah, I think so. I, I absolutely agree. It's a shame that I was wrong about Wayne Gallman. That's what it is. Certainly Shepard uh, with Golden Tate coming back. It'll be interesting to see what kind of role he plays. Um, there's intrigue there for me. I don't want to necessarily trade Sterling Shepard yet because there's a connection here with him and Daniel Jones. We yep. don't know what the connection will be with him and Golden Tate. Yeah, I don't want to give up on Sterling Shepard. I'm not just going to completely drop him you know, out of the wide receiver three combina- uh, conversation. Golden Tate coming back, I just think that that's going to lead to more concentration of the targets among basically four players. It's going to be Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Evan Engram, and whoever the running back is. For as long as Wayne Gallman is there, once Saquon Barkley returns, I really do think all the targets are going to be funneled to those four players. So instead of seeing the four to Rhett Ellison, the two to Darius Slayton, the two to Benny Fowler, it's basically just going to be you know six or seven to Golden Tate, and it's going to still be you know seven to eight for Sterling Shepard, and, and a similar amount for Evan Engram. I, I just think that we're going to be see more of the concentration of those targets just go to those main four players in this offense, Greg. And, you know, we'll talk about this on the waiver Wire Show, but I think Golden Tate's skill set matches up very well for Daniel Jones's. We said it, right? 22 for 25 with those air yards being 10 yards or less. He's really good in the short to intermediate, and that's what we... And the deep passes. Consi- He's awesome. Yeah. Consistently said that to, uh, about Daniel Jones, and, and that just bodes well for, you know, what Golden Tate does. A lot of low A-dot passes, a lot of, you know, receptions close to the line of scrimmage, and he just makes plays after the catch. On the other side, Frank, Washington had the debut of Dwayne Haskins. Everybody's a loser, Greg. Everybody. Everybody? Everybody's a loser here. I I have no idea what Washington's doing, right? If they even had a thought in their mind that 
if Case Keenum starts this game off terribly and throws an interception that they were going to bring in Dwayne Haskins, why didn't they just start Dwayne Haskins from the beginning of the game? Why didn't they prep him all week? Instead, they just throw him in there, and he looks like a deer caught in the headlights. 9 for 17, 107 yards, 6.3 yards per attempt, three interceptions against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. If Dwayne Haskins is the starting quarterback for this team, he should get better as the season goes along, but there will be growing pains. He is a rookie quarterback, at least when it came to Case Keenum. He could get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. I understand Terry McLaurin was not active yesterday, so that did not help Dwayne Haskins' case. But again, if there was any chance of them benching Case Keenum for his lack of production, they should have just planned for Dwayne Haskins starting this game the entire week. And now they're talking about Colt McCoy taking over as the starting quarterback against the Patriots next week. So either way... It's a tough matchup. Who cares whether it's Colt McCoy or not? This is bad news for all of the weapons involved for Washington, Greg. They're all losers. Washington, listen, Trey Quinn was rocking. Hopefully next week he's rolling. More on the way next here on the BFFs. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com lose weight now go to fat100.com lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to go to fat100.com lose 10 20 or more pounds immediately go to fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com.
Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting our lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. Join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. There's plenty of money with your name on it in tonight's NFL contest, so why not let the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer help you pad your bank account? If you're playing DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for an NFL annual pass with faster optimizers, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRunner.com, where millionaires are made. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, your fantasy BFS. As we said, with Washington and Dwayne Haskins, like they had their opportunities, man, specifically with Trey Quinn. They couldn't connect against the worst secondary in the league. But maybe... Minnesota Vikings will be able to connect against his worst secondary in the league. As Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, they face off against the Giants after Adam Thielen called out coordinator Kevin Stefanski and quarterback Kirk Cousins saying, we got to throw the ball at some point. They lost to Chicago without Mitchell Trubisky yesterday. What did you think of that one? Who, obviously, the wide receivers there, losers. Uh, Stephon Diggs owners, winners, because now you can trade them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to run something by you as well. Maybe a... uh, a strategy discussion here when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings, but Kirk Cousins, you stink. The Chicago Bears defense is a great defense. I understand that, but based on the weapons that you have, like Adam Thielen was wide open for a touchdown yesterday, and you could not hit him. You are a starting quarterback in the NFL. You are getting paid $30 million. This is what you get paid to do. I could have completed that pass. He was wide open. And this is what Adam Thielen is talking about. We That they've got to be able to hit on passes. They have to be able to throw the ball effectively when the run is not working. He's absolutely right. Look, it doesn't matter how great Dalvin Cook is. When you're going up against a run defense like the Chicago Bears and Dalvin Cook is running for 2.5 yards per carry and it's very clear that you're not going to be able to do anything on the ground... You have to adjust your game plan. You have to move it to let's beat them through the air. You have the weapons to do so. Kirk Cousins is getting paid a lot of money to be able to get the ball in the hands of those playmakers. You can't argue with the weapons he has. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, even Kyle Rudolph. You could say what you want about Kyle Rudolph. He's a serviceable tight end in the NFL, and they just drafted Irv Smith. So even if they don't think Kyle Rudolph is good, they have a rookie tight end that they clearly are excited about or else they wouldn't have drafted him where they did. So ultimately, Greg, I'll throw this back your way. The strategy discussion I want to have is the next two games for the Vikings are against the Giants next week and the Eagles the week after that. Two very weak secondaries. Now, they should be able to run all over the New York Giants. Dalvin Cook should be able to run free. Yep. But, and you tell me if I'm looking into this a little bit too much, I think that Adam Thielen going public with these comments is actually going to make the Vikings pass the ball more. Squeaky wheel. I think that they are going to throw the ball more. Now, is it just going to be to Adam Thielen? Or are they going to try and get everybody involved now? Because obviously, they're under a bit of scrutiny here. And it seems like, you know, 
there's a, there's a microscope on this Vikings passing attack right now. So how would you handle this situation? Should I still just sell Diggs for anything? Or do you think, all right, well, maybe moving forward, because he called them out, they're actually going to consistently throw the ball a little bit more now. Here's the thing. I use this opportunity as a Stephon Diggs owner. You know this. We talked about it downstairs. I traded him this morning, right? I traded him. And I like that deal for you. It's a super flex league. My quarterbacks are what they are. Josh Allen's hurt. We'll get to him in a second. But I got Odell Beckham Jr. in, who is a superstar player. We'll get to him in a few moments as well. But I wasn't waiting around for the Giants matchup or the Eagles matchup, two bad secondaries or beat up secondaries in the case of Philadelphia. You have this window. I make the move. I understand the squeaky wheel. They got to open up the passing attack. No, they don't. No, they don't. I get it. Against the Bears, it didn't work. But in games where they can run the ball, they're going to. Which should be the case against the Giants. You're not going to let the players dictate things, right? Especially not when it's not, it's not Julio Jones here. It's not Antonio Brown in his prime here. But the thing is, it's also not irrational, though. Irrational Adam Thielen is not being irrational about this. Of course not. He's actually correct. Yeah, but there are times when like Antonio Brown and like other diva wide receivers complain about not getting the ball when it's not necessarily warranted because they put up huge numbers anyway. Like right. Adam Thielen having four targets and two catches for it's eight un- yards. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Absolutely. Like, totally. This is actually warranted, and they might actually listen. But do you remember going back to when the Saints didn't pass Brandon Cooks? They scored like 45 points and they didn't pass yeah. Brandon Cooks. We're all like, all right, they're going to throw it to Brandon Cooks a thousand times next game. They didn't yep. because their offense wasn't surrounding one player. It was getting everybody else involved. And I think with Minnesota and Kevin Stefanski and Mike Zimmer, they're not going to let comments by Adam Thielen dictate what they want to do. I believe they will still pound the rock with Dalvin Cook. Maybe Thielen will have a nice game. Maybe Diggs won't. But there's not going to be consistency with this Minnesota wide receiving crew ever, I believe. There hasn't. Like, we have enough of a sample size now, Frank. We have like eight games or so with Stefanski's offensive coordinator. This yep. is what they are. True. So it's not so, going to change. So sell digs, basically. You're Absolutely. on that bandwagon right now. What, what, it's going to be harder to sell Thielen, though, coming off that game. I don't think it's harder to sell Thielen. You think so? I don't think it's harder to sell Thielen. I really right. don't. Like, to me, what, what's the best case scenario that happens, right? Thielen and Diggs have a really nice game against the Giants and a really nice game against the Eagles, and then you can sell them for even more? Yeah, that's the best case scenario. But the other scenario is... And you also get that production on your team, you know? Sure. Yeah, like you're going to get those guys Absolutely. in your lineup. Absolutely. That is the best case scenario. But the negative scenario is against the Giants, they run the ball 35 times, Yep. and we get another four for 40 out, and you're just like, crap. I should have sold. That's what I want to avoid. I'd rather take the loss now, and hopefully the player I acquire will hook it up. That's the goal. But as I said this morning... Hopefully, you got to help me figure out who to trade them for then, because and, and that'll be Wednesday. We usually do transactions, yeah. most add and most drop, buy or sell. So by then, we'll try to figure out you know, who do we sell Stefan Diggs for, ultimately? Oh, as I said this morning, I acquired Odell Beckham in a trade that involved Stefan Diggs. Let's get into Odell Beckham. He didn't catch a pass in the first half of this game, only the second time of his career that he didn't catch a pass. I believe he finished like 2 for 20, something along those lines. Beckham, a clear, eh, play yesterday. Jarvis Landry, also an, eh, play, because he was amazing. Where the hell did that come from? Big winner yesterday for the Browns, Nick Chubb. The Browns, a huge winner. After everyone doubted them, the Ravens allowed 500 yards of offense yesterday. What do you take out of this game? Yeah, this was a really weird one because the Cleveland Browns go out there and put up 40 points, and it's basically all Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb. Jarvis Landry, you mentioned it, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 167 yards. They know the Ravens' secondary has been beat up. 
they've been without Jimmy Smith the past couple of weeks. But, you know, if anyone was going to go off, we thought it would have been Odell Beckham. But ultimately, just seven targets in this game, two receptions for 20 yards. I think he's still a clear buy-low candidate. That's why I like the move that you made. He still has accounted for 26% of the Cleveland Browns' target share so far this year. 36% of their air yards, so he's being targeted down the field. He's seeing those you know, those high-valued opportunities for fantasy football. When we talk about air yards, the reason why we bring them up is because those are the players that are being targeted down the field. And the more often players are being targeted down the field, the more likely it is that they're going to catch long passes for long touchdowns. So that's ultimately what we want for fantasy football. So Odell Beckham is still seeing a large majority of the targets and air yards for the Cleveland Browns this year. Uh, And hopefully, if this is a sign of things to come for their offense, Greg, that they're moving in the right direction, and that means Odell Beckham eventually is going to get his numbers. So I think now is actually... And you know everyone's going to tell you to buy Odell Beckham, but I actually think based on the way he's being used so far... You should be buying Odell Beckham. I totally agree with you. We talked about Squeaky Wheel just a second ago when it comes to Adam Thielen, right? Odell Beckham's going to get his. He's going to. You don't acquire Odell Beckham and not give him the freaking ball. I, I don't think. I would agree. And uh, you know another winner in this game, Greg? I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Uh, a sneaky play. As yeah. long as David and Joku is out. Ricky, Ricky Seals-Jones, Jones. right? Ricky Seals-Jones, the ghost of RSJ back in our lives. Only targeted three times, but three catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. Look, we're just trying to find tight ends that can score touchdowns, and we'll talk about this on the waiver Wire show tomorrow. If Jimmy Graham's available, I like him more. Tyler Eifert going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Stream everybody against the Arizona Cardinals. But if those two guys are gone and you're, a little bit, you're in a deeper league, Ricky Seals-Jones is going to be a sneaky ad, Greg. Absolutely, Ricky Seals-Jones. If you're desperate at tight end, he could be a sneaky ad for you. You mentioned the Bills and Patriots earlier on in the program. Nasty hit, of course, to Josh Allen, who got concussed in this one. We'll see. The Bills have a bye in week six. So we might not see Josh Allen this upcoming week. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a big hit. Um, He threw three interceptions yesterday. He couldn't do anything against his Patriots secondary. I mean, they were really, really tough defense. Both of these defenses are tough defenses, so... Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Josh Allen. You have to pay attention. He's still in concussion protocol. Uh, but ultimately, if he can't go, then it's going to be Matt Barkley, which I think would be better for Cole Beasley than it would be for John Brown. I think, you know, with Josh Allen as the quarterback, that's a plus for John Brown. With Matt Barkley as the quarterback, that's better for Cole Beasley. No, I, Cole Beasley, five weeks are here? Go yeah, that's Beasley. what I said in the first yeah. segment. I'm like, look, Absolutely. it's not sexy, but we seven for 75, it's, don't drop this guy. That's great. You need him for the bye weeks. Who'd you rather have, Cole Beasley or MVS? Um, hmm. I think MVS has more upside. Hopefully, you know, LaFleur learns from last week and says, look, Aaron Rodgers can make all these throws. Let's right. open this offense up a little bit. Let's get Marquez Valdez-Scantling involved. And obviously, Devontae Adams is dealing with the turf toe injury. So I think MVS has more upside. So I would, I would rather own him. But it's a closer conversation than it was heading into the season. That's for sure. Let's get to another game. I know we have a break coming up in just a minute or so. Let's get one more game. That's Detroit and Kansas City, where Matthew Stafford played through this injury, looked good enough, was right down on the wire. Is this Lions team for real, man? No, I like the Lions coming into the year. I, I didn't vocalize it as much because, you know, I, didn't want to. I thought it was a little ridiculous. But, you know, even without Darius Slay yesterday, the secondary performed really well. Rashawn Melvin has performed well. Offensive line has done enough. There's really good weapons on the offensive side of the ball here for the Lions from Babytron, Kenny Galladay to Marvin Jones, Hawkinson, another guy who took a big hit yesterday. But Carryon Johnson seeing a huge workload right now, 26 carries, 125 yards. 
Yes, that fumble was extremely, extremely frustrating for both fantasy owners and for Detroit Lions fans, but I do think that this Detroit Lions team is pretty legit. Look at the division that they're in. I think that they're going to be able to compete. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins, stinks. Their defense hasn't been as good. The Bears could be without Trubisky for who knows how long. Their defense is very good. And then the Green Bay Packers, you know, I, I think that the Green Bay Packers are pretty legit. Their defense is good, and, and their offense should get better. But I think the Lions are going to be able to compete here. Let's talk more about the Lions getting the other side of the Chiefs as we come back. VFFs rolls on after this. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Fantasy Sports Today. That was very high on Chris Carson going into the season. He hasn't lived up to that, and I think the fumbles are troubling. This is like my new Alex Collins situation from a year ago, where I'm petrified that after one more poor start, that they're going to pull this kid from starting after the great year that he had last year. Should owners like me with Carson be nervous right now? Only if he fumbles again. That, to me, is going to be the only thing that could potentially flip this backfield around. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Evan DSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Work it, harder, make it, better. 
It's interesting. The Lions' game plan, Frank, and their style, not dissimilar from some of these others that we were talking about, mainly the Minnesota Vikings. They want to run the ball. They want to limit mistakes. And Kerryon Johnson is that focal point of the offense. He's everything that you wanted him to be coming into this season with what he's been doing and what he's doing going forward. Obviously, they have a bye right now, but Kerryon Johnson, who everyone kind of bought into, working out. Yeah, the one thing that I will say about Carryon Johnson is that he hasn't been catching the ball as much as I expected. He only has seven receptions through the first four games of the season. So I would like to see that number go up. But look, 26 carries for 125 yards, almost five yards per carry. He gets all the red zone work as well. J.D. McKissick, more of a change of pace back, and they work Ty Johnson in a little bit as well. But yeah, Carryon Johnson is that workhorse running back that we were expecting him to be going in that you know late second early third round range uh the efficiency hasn't necessarily been there yet but ultimately i think most people are happy with what they've got from carry on johnson so far greg remember the debate we had before the season it was chris godwin versus kenny galladay how about both sure. why don't we just take both you're right there's no wrong answer because you know chris godwin will get into him a little bit later on yep. obviously a godly performance there from him uh but kenny galladay five for 67 and two should have had a third touchdown as well that got taken off the board. But, you know, ultimately, Kenny Galladay, when they need to pass the ball, is the clear go-to guy in this Detroit Lions offense. And he should be. I mean, look at the way that he's built. He's six foot four. He's built like a wide receiver one. You can throw the ball up to him in the red zone as well, and he makes plays. Uh, Kenny Galladay is absolutely 100% legit. He is that, you know, high-end wide receiver, too, that we were all drafting in round four of the fantasy football draft season. Kenny, Gall- Kenny Galladay getting the job done yesterday for the Chiefs, on the other, for the Lions, rather, against the Chiefs, on the other side with Kansas City. It was LaShawn McCoy who was very good in the first half and even had that cool play with Travis Kelsey with like the hook and ladder uh, in the second half. Patrick Mahomes didn't find all that much room to, to maneuver with the Lions team, but Darrell Williams took over in that second half, scoring two touchdowns, did fumble uh, the ball away at one point. But both these guys with Damian Williams out of the lineup have been startable. Yeah, actually, I'm going to consider LaShawn McCoy a winner here, Greg, because him and Darrell Williams got similar carries. It was 11 for McCoy and 8 for Darrell Williams, yet McCoy outran him 56-13. to And on the season, LaShawn McCoy is averaging over 5 yards per carry as well. I think as long as he continues to perform like this, he's going to continue to earn those opportunities. So I think LaShawn McCoy, while you know the box score might not say it, I think he's a winner here as long as he continues to perform in this Chiefs offense. You just want exposure to this offense, except for when Sammy Watkins lets you down, Greg. Most people had Sammy Watkins on their bench in week one. Yep. Monster game against the Jacksonville yep. Jaguars. Almost 200 yards. Awesome. Three receiving touchdowns. Awesome. Has a huge opportunity ahead of him the next three weeks. No Tyreek Hill. He's the team's wide receiver one. He's had opportunities to score touchdowns. He's had some drops. He has completely fumbled... This opportunity away, man, in this Chiefs offense that week in and week out, they're putting up a ton of points. They put up 34 points yesterday. Sammy Watkins finishes with three receptions for 54 yards on six targets. This is, he's becoming the Leonard Fournette, which we'll get to as well, the bane of my existence because every time we want this guy to show up, Greg, it doesn't happen. Sammy Watkins just continues to let us down, man. This is not new, Frank. It's been like six years of this, dude. But the thing is, it shouldn't be that way. Look at what he did in week one. Like, that should have been a sign of things to come. It wasn't. We all got sucked in. Not all of us. But again, against the toughest matchup, one of the toughest matchups you could possibly get with Jalen Ramsey healthy, he does that, and then the next three weeks. 
I mean, what what is he at this point? A wide, a wide receiver three, and he'll be the same same thing when Tyree Hill's back, I guess. Yeah, it'll be less than that when Tyree. Yeah, Hill's so, back. He, what do you trust him as right now? Low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. Precisely. Right. And then you downgrade him even more. Low end wide receiver three, yeah. It's frustrating, man. All of these guys. It's not surprising, though. Marcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, they all let us down yesterday. Tough matchup, evidently. Without Darius Slay, though. I was know. it really a tough matchup? Not Patricia, the scheme, man. Yeah, look at this guy. Everyone's jumping on the Patricia Get bandwagon. Get Patricia now. bandwagon. No longer the first coach fired. There you go. Bill O'Brien, first coach fired. Probably Jay Green. Oh, he can't fire himself. Probably Jay Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we have a lot more to get to, so let's... Uh, right. uh, let's speed it up. Rapid fire. Let's let's, let's speed it up. Let's get to... You mentioned Leonard Fournette. Let me get into the Jaguars and Leonard Fournette and what he did this weekend, Frankie. Yeah, last week I called him out as a, you know, buy-low candidate because, you know, he still hasn't scored a touchdown. Awesome game yesterday. 29 carries, 225 yards, 7.8 yards per carry. Looked about as explosive as we've ever seen him before. 81-yard rush in this game. He's a clear winner. I mean, he's been a winner. He's seeing the most opportunities in the NFL amongst running backs, and that's not going to change, Greg. I mean, I think if you own Leonard Fournette while he hasn't scored a touchdown, you're still excited about what he's given you. And he's finally being used in the past game as well. Not as much yesterday, but in all the other games, he's you know been targeted a decent amount in this offense. So... Clear winner. I mean, I think we're trusting Leonard Fournette as long as he's healthy, Greg. I think Leonard Fournette is very obviously the primary option in this offense, as he has been going forward. Um, everybody else, including your boy DJ Chark, I don't know. I, I just don't ever feel comfortable with it. Leonard Fournette, you do, the primary option in this offense. For Denver on the other side, Royce Freeman, Phil Lindsay, they're in this clear committee. This is the same thing as Minnesota, same thing as Detroit. Just run the ball. Yeah, they want to run the football. They want to run the football. Uh, and look, both of these guys are high-end flex options. Maybe you trust Lindsey a little bit more as a low-end RB2. He's the one that I think is used more in the red zone as well. But if you look at on the season, Greg, you mentioned it. They basically have seen the same amount of snaps, same amount of carries, same amount of receptions. They're pretty much on par with each other. I want to go to the pass game, Greg, because I didn't trust Cortland Sutton coming into this season because I didn't trust Joe Flacco to produce multiple pass catchers that were fantasy viable, and I liked Emmanuel Sanders a lot. But it is clear that Cortland Sutton is a thing and should be trusted as a wide receiver three. And Emmanuel Sanders, even with Flacco there as his quarterback, is a clear-cut wide receiver two right now. He's had 100 yards or a touchdown in three out of four games. The only dud was, you know, week three against the Green Bay Packers. Go back to the Chiefs for one second because I don't think I have the answer from you. LaShawn McCoy, Darrell Williams, who'd you rather have going forward? I would rather have LaShawn McCoy. He's a, he's a clear winner for me. He outperformed him, even though, you know, Darrell Williams had the two goal line touchdowns. Played the, played the entire fourth quarter, seemingly. LaShawn McCoy was way more efficient and has been this season. I know that, but it was Darrell Williams on at the end of the game and all those passing plays. Yep. It was Darrell Williams out there. Yeah, but McCoy still saw more carries in this game as sure. well and had a few receptions, so I think I think he's a winner. I trust him more still. All right, uh, the Titans, that came out of nowhere yesterday. A.J. Brown. Yeah, the, Davis. the Tennessee Titans are a complete enigma. Someone tweeted me about this yesterday. Couldn't agree more. It's, you know, when we expect this team to show up, they don't. When we've written them off, they show up against the Atlanta Falcons. They win 24-10. to 10. Marcus Mariota throws for three touchdowns as well. Derrick Henry, another 27 carries. As long as he's seeing volume like that, he's in a similar discussion as Leonard Fournette. A little bit lower than Fournette for me because he's not going to catch the ball as much. Uh, but ultimately, seeing a ton of volume this year is Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown... You want to get excited about it because the kid is explosive. He scores two touchdowns, but he did it on three targets. Right. You want to get excited about Corey Davis, but he's probably going to come back next week and disappoint us. Why? Because he's going up against that Buffalo Bills secondary. So hopefully Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator of the Titans, learns from this, Greg, because it's clear 
when Corey Davis is targeted, he can make the most of those opportunities. It just doesn't happen consistently enough. You should add A.J. Brown this week, and we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Sure. But... Are you going to trust him as a wide receiver three against the Buffalo Bills? The answer is no. I agree. You're only adding because there's nobody else out there to add. It's not a great waiver wire it's week. It's not a great waiver wire week. Not. Save your money this week. Okay. Tampa Bay, you mentioned Chris Godwin, who was nuts yesterday, as was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Rojo Ronald Jones being freed here in this offense. They go into Los Angeles and they win, defeating the Rams in a extremely, extremely high-scoring game. Jared Goff threw the ball almost 70 times yesterday. Yeah, I heard that it was the third most pass attempts in a regular season game in NFL history, Gabe. So, Gabe, I'm Greg, Greg. I'm Greg, you are not Gabe, you are Greg. You know, two G names there. Get it. Uh, but I wanted to mention that this was a great call by Gabe because he was actually on the Bucks in this game and gave us an interesting stat last week as well about teams looking ahead to the Thursday night matchup. The Los Angeles Rams play on Thursday night against the Seattle Seahawks. Ronald Jones, hopefully this is the free Rojo movement. Shout out to Chris Venture, the closer. I think you might finally be getting it. Ronald Jones, the first time in his career, he has outsnapped Peyton Barber. He has more carries over the past two weeks, more yards, higher yards per carry. He has more touchdowns. So it looks like Ronald Jones, if he can get 15-plus touches per game, is finally going to be in discussion as a high-end flex consistently moving forward. Chris Godwin, an absolute monster. 14 targets, 170 yards, two touchdowns. You know, I think it's going to be one week it's Evans, one week it's Chris Godwin. I brought this up to you before the season, Greg, yep. and you scoffed at it. I did. But I said, I, I do that. How lot. crazy is it that, like, the possibility of Chris Godwin actually outperforming Mike Evans this year? I think they just both, both might be wide receiver ones this year, Greg, and, and that's perfectly fine. It hasn't happened, though. Not in the same week, but it's one week it's this guy. But look at the upside, though. I get we saw it. the upside last week from Evans, and he still shakes free for one long touchdown yep. in this game. But he gets it, ultimately. And Chris Godwin is the guy who sees the 14 targets last week. It was Mike Evans who saw that one week ago. So, you know, the consistency might be a little frustrating, but at the end of the season, both of these guys might be top 12 wide receivers. We'll see if they both wind up finishing inside the top There's 12. There's a lot of pass volume in this offense, man. He's also inside the top 12, by the way. Who would that be? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, continuing to get it done. Robert Woods, at least for this week, 15, uh, 15 targets, My 13 guy. catches, 160 yards. I mean, they had to get this guy back involved, and obviously they did here. Uh, Brandon Cooks took a little bit of a backseat, but yeah, Cooper Cup, you're not wrong, man. He's performing like a top 12 wide receiver, and we've said that for years now. I mean, he is Jared Goff's go-to guy, especially in the red zone. Uh, monster game for both him and Robert Woods yesterday. Monster, monster game for those guys. Todd Cooper Gurley. Cup, winner on the year, man. I mean, the guy yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. what is he, eight, nine months removed from ACL surgery, yep. and he's performing this way? Yep. Clear winner. Clear winner thus far. Early, two touchdowns, but a really weird game because there's a lot of positives, but then there's a lot of negatives. negatives yeah. 16 rushing yards. That was his lowest total since the first game of his NFL career. Yep. But he had two touchdowns, so you're kind of like, all right, well, I'll, I'll take the goal line touchdowns. Uh, but then he also sees 11 targets and, and seven catches. He only had four catches coming into this game. Mm -hmm. So it's still like a weird situation overall for Gurley. I would still be trying to sell, man. Sell him away for an RB1 that you trust more. You can get an RB1. Yeah, I mean, you you did it for Nick Chubb last week. Shout out to you. It was a great move. Worked out all right. Worked out all right, obviously. Nick Chubb with the three touchdowns yesterday. Will Disley obviously scored a touchdown for Seattle yesterday. Everybody saw that coming. Yeah, the, the chalky Will Disley touchdown call from yesterday. Start Tyler Eifert, and even in a deeper league, Maybe C.J. Uzama against the Cardinals in Week 5. Don't hate it, man. It's crazy. Scott's fishbowl getting in there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's amazing. Want to say that? 
he played 100% of the snaps again yesterday. He I broke s- like 11 tackles. I saw a tweet from Adam Levitan that uh, he's on pace for like 2,500 2, total yards on the season. <laughs> like 330 carries. Remember them saying they wanted to limit his snaps or his touches coming into the year? And we said BS yes to it. The thing is, they don't have a choice, Greg. They don't have a choice. You know, it was a huge letdown for Kyle Allen. I apologize for that. I thought it would be it would be a better spot for him against. He threw Houston for a Texans bunch of yards. To be secondary, fair. but he coughed the ball up three times on that fumbles. Was the issue. Couldn't get the ball in the hands of his playmaker. Something I thought yards. he could do, yeah. but ultimately it was just the Christian McCaffrey show. I don't think that they can go away from him. Ultimately, Kyle Allen and the Panthers take on Jacksonville next week. Yeah, I mean, Cam look, Newton will not start Kyle Allen's game. Yeah, Kyle Allen has already been the name the starter for that game. Uh, continue to trust Christian McCaffrey as a you know top three running back, maybe the top running back uh, in the NFL for fantasy right now. And I mean, you have to downgrade DJ Moore. He's you know barely a wide receiver three right now. Frank, we had less than a minute to go. Anything else you want to touch on? Winners, losers, or eh, from yesterday? Uh, we'll talk about this more on Wednesday. But again, you know, I, I released this before the show. It's just those wide receivers who were huge duds. We didn't even mention DeAndre Hopkins. No, Houston, yeah. He threw an interception yesterday. He only had, I think, five catches for around 40 yards. Julio Jones, a dud performance. Uh, Odell Beckham, a dud. I asked Calvin Ridley before as well. the show, put out a poll. Who was the biggest loser yesterday? And 32% say Odell Beckham of those four big-name wide receivers that didn't show up. You know, maybe if you're trying to sell Stephon Diggs, you pair him with another player, a Wayne Gallman. Try and buy one of those elite wide receivers, Greg. You just did it. I did. <laughs> I did just do it. So hopefully other people can as well. My time off? We're supposed to go in. I can't hear anything. Oh, uh. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. 
Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. Tony Michelle does get the bulk of the work here. 17 carries for 63 rushing yards, 3.7 yards per carry. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I think a big winner here, James White. James White leads the New England Patriots across the board, basically every receiving category. 10 targets, 8 receptions, 57 yards. Again, they couldn't do anything on the outside with these wide receivers. They couldn't do anything with Julian Edelman because he wasn't 100% either. But ultimately, you know, if this is what the Patriots are going to look like when they get into more competitive matchups, then we should expect James White to be pretty good in those games. You know, let's look. Next week, they face Washington. They're already huge favorites in that matchup. That game is in Washington. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be yet, whether it's Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, or Colt McCoy. We'll get into that a little bit later on as well. But that looks like it's going to set up more so for a Sony Michelle game. But, you know, later on in the season, it doesn't seem like there's been any competitive games for the Patriots outside of this one. But once those start to roll in, I think that this is a good indication of things to come. It's 10 targets for James White, 7 targets each for Gordon and Edelman, 9 targets for Philip Dorsett as well. The one thing that I will say is that of the 34 targets that were in this game, it was basically concentrated among four players total in James White, Gordon Edelman, and Philip Dorsett. So uh, that's a good indication of things to come when these games are a little bit closer for the New England Patriots. Hopefully, Tom Brady could just perform better from a fantasy perspective because he was just god-awful yesterday. Shout-out to the Buffalo Bills defense. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm sure Gabe was excited watching this defense perform well, but ultimately, uh, they just weren't able to do enough. Josh Allen, a lot of those interceptions are just like throws. He's, He's basically punting the ball to the New England Patriots himself. He's just throwing these bombs down the field into triple coverage. Uh, And that's basically been the knock on Josh Allen. I didn't like him going into week four because of that very reason. This Patriots secondary, you know, we talk about the Bills secondary. This Patriots secondary is 100% legit as well with Stephon Gilmore, both McCourty's in the mix as well. Uh, But Josh Allen looked human here. Frank Gore, we continue to talk about Frank Gore. Everywhere he goes, last year we were mad at him for taking touches away from Kenyon Drake. But the guy's still getting it done. 17 carries for 109 yards, 6.4 yards per carry. You know, I think ultimately he was a winner from yesterday too against a tough matchup in the New England Patriots. They rode Frank Gore and he performed well. It, it remains to be it, to be seen what they're going to do once Devin Singletary is healthy because he's going to get a few touches himself obviously as well. But 
I think this team trusts Frank Gore right now. 